0: The Angel Bible, listen to what the Spirit says. It's time for
1: daybreak. Daybreak. Good Good morning, morning, everybody. Today is August 17th. It is a Wednesday. Woo! And this is Daybreak Live. With the Nesbits and Josh and minus Sarah. She's not feeling good. Pay for her. Hallelujah. Good morning, guys. We want to try a song this morning. This is one of our older, older songs. Lisa and I wrote this from, uh, this comes out of the book of Genesis with a man named Jacob who fell asleep and God appeared to him in a dream. And most of you know the story, but he wakes up and he's like, he makes a deal with God. We find ourselves making deals with God pretty often, don't we? It's like God, if you'll walk with me, if you'll be with me, if you'll protect me, the tenth of everything I own will be yours. I will be your servant forever. So, anyway, it's called Jacob's Song. Get yeah. What do, you what do you think about that? Uh ah. praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I just wanted to recognize whoever it was that was the first person on this morning. We barely pushed live, and you were—it was like one person. I was like, whoa, that person was like, get on there, get it now. So um, I don't know who you are, but but that's encouraging <laughs> when we see that first person like on there. But I just thought that was funny because I'm watching it. it's like boink, somebody pops up. I'm like, so. I don't know who you are, but thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, thank you, Brother Brent, uh, for the compliment on the song. Uh, we all kind of got a story. I mean, certainly Lisa and I, my wife and I have a story like our patriarch, Jacob. Uh, man, make a lot of decisions, you end up in the wrong place but finally, praise the Lord, we say, God, if you'll go with me, right? He shows up in our life. So hallelujah to that. You know, Daybreak, uh, I, I do want to remind everybody, Daybreak is a ministry of Church Without Walls. And uh, uh, let me get over here to graphics. I'll put this up. Church Without Walls, C-O-L-T-N.com. Um And this is a daily Bible study. It's one of the ways that uh, you know we sing a song and then go through the Bible just a little bit. But if anybody out there has ever done any music, you know you can't you can't do music this way and it really sound great or anything. So I've got one microphone here that you know we got a little preset. We switch over to hopefully so that the music's not too awful bad. Just picks up everything at once. Uh, of course, that's not a way to make music sound good, but some people tell me they listen daybreak, and they pretty much, they turn it on, and they listen to the song throughout the day, and then they get off, and then others skip past the song, because they just want to hear the, the Bible study, and so, whichever reason that you're here, thank you for being here. We appreciate it very much, and I appreciate you guys for sharing this, uh, whether you're sharing it on daybreak, I mean on Facebook or you know uh, hitting the thumbs up button on YouTube uh, it's on two channels right now on YouTube. Now it'll probably go back down to being just on Church without walls on YouTube. I just thought I would broadcast it for a few days also on the Nesbits on YouTube. So if you're if you happen to be watching this on the Nesbits, the Nesbits YouTube actually, was created to do music videos, uh, but we don't have a lot of music videos on there because that seems to be a hard thing to get done. But uh, I would like to encourage you to subscribe on CWOW, Church Without Walls Tennessee YouTube page, if you like watching it on YouTube. And subscribe and ring the bell and things like that because that helps the algorithms. Uh, That being said, if you happen to be going to the if you're listening and you're going to the Tennessee State Fair, we that's in Wilson County in Lebanon, the fair, we will be singing on the community stage this Saturday from 4 till 5. 4 to 5 on the community stage this Saturday. And we'll be singing some of our Messianic Mountain Soul. We're a Messianic family. We love the Lord. We love our Jewish roots, our Hebrew heritage. Uh, but we are believers in Yeshua, in Jesus. Have you ever seen his name in Hebrew? That's what it looks like. That's what your king's name looks like in Hebrew. So, praise the Lord for that. We're going to jump in to Revelation chapter 4. Today we're going to discuss the elders around the throne. With that being said, I'm going to pick up the reading today. I'm going to read, and, and I know you know this, but just in case somebody's tuned in that doesn't, the scriptures were written as letters. They were not written with chapter breaks and verses. Chapter breaks and verses were added much, much later. Uh, Shucks. I'm thinking the 12th century, something like that. But they were to to, uh, help us with studying so that you can find where you're at, or tell someone, go here, but they're not original, and I would never say that chapter breaks and verses are inspired, though I believe the Word of God is absolutely infallible and inspired. I don't think chapter breaks, things like that are, but I just said that. I'm going to start with uh, verse uh, 21 of chapter 3 in our reading today. We're really going to deal with chapter 4, verse 4, but I wanted to read this because of the context. In verse 21 of chapter 3, it says, To him that overcometh, and this is in the letter, he's ending the church, the letter to the church of Laodicea. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also out overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And after this I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven. The first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up here, come up hither, I will show you things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit. Behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow around about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats, I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. They had on their head crowns of gold. Let's stop there. Okay, so the reason, you can probably guess, Uh, is because of what is said in verse 21. But before we even start talking about this, okay, so yesterday we talked about the throne. We talked about how he sees this vision. And for you guys, if any of you guys that were not with us till the end, let me show you a picture. I think this is a cool picture. It's a graphic that someone drew. I really love this. It's just imagery, but he sees this vision. There's this vision that comes to John. He's caught in the spirit, and he enters into heaven, and he sees this throne, and he begins to describe it, and as he's describing it, he's telling us what's going around, and he's using colors of stones to help us to understand what it's looking like. I mean, this is how he tells colors. So instead of saying colors, he says it's like an emerald, you know. It's like a, a jasper or a sardine stone. And so he's using these, these colors, these images, to kind of give us the colors that's going. That's what he's, that's what he's getting to us. And as I shared yesterday, the rainbow uh, tells us that he's seeing the throne and the one that's on th- the throne is the God of the covenant, the God who keeps his promises, the God who we can trust, the only God of the universe. Now, remember in John's day that this is very important because, remember, this letter is going churches. This is a Jewish movement. This is a Jewish church. John is a Jew. His name is Yokanan. Okay. We call him John. But the seven churches he's writing to are the seven churches in Asia, which that's in what you would, what we call today, Turkey. Okay. So it is branching out. Now it is going into all the world. And so as people receive this letter that John is writing, remember that you've got people now that are believing in the Jewish Messiah, Yeshua, but they're Greeks. They're, they're they're from all kinds of walks of life, and they're going to be. And he's writing this letter. And in their cultures, before they become worshipers of the one true God of Israel and of his son, Jesus, we say in English, Yeshua in Hebrew, they worshiped many gods. And there are images of their gods as well. And so in this throne room vision, remember John is giving this vision, but the communication is we're seeing the true God of the universe, and we're looking at his throne, and he is a God who keeps his promises. And even in this, in my mind, as I shared yesterday, you could see this rainbow where God promised from the days of Noah, it's going to be like the days of Noah again uh, in the end days. However, this rainbow reminds me, when I read this, I'm like, God is saying it's time. He's the God of judgment, but he's not going to do it like he did it in the days of Noah. Okay, he's he, He's bringing judgment, but in a different way. He is the God who keeps his promises. He is the only God. He is the one true living God. But the amazing thing is that in verse 4, we find that around the throne are 12 or 24 other thrones. 24 other thrones. Who in the world are these? Now, this is where in the Bible lesson that I gave you and I said pitfalls and guidelines. Many times when we go through the book of Revelation, it is told unto us in the scripture. These are or here's what this is. And this happens over and over and over. When it doesn't happen... We must be careful and not try to be dogmatic on who or what something is representing when it's not told to us what it's representing. And I hope that makes sense. Anyone who claims to be dogmatic and have more authority or understanding than John, I would be very careful of that, okay? He is seeing the vision, but here is what he is seeing, and I'm going to give you, and as I shared with you before, many times, even when you listen to scholars on these things, they can end up confusing you more. But I will give you my opinion and why it is my opinion. Okay? So the first thing that I would do, here's what I do. I look in verse, in chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. Why? What, what are these What are these around the throne letting us know about themselves? This is very important to me. So, look. So, in verse 8, you have a scene. Now, I'm looking at chapter 5, verse 8. And here's why. Because there's a book that we'll get in when we're going through chapter 5. But there's this book. When he takes the book... The only one that can open it is the lamb, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Okay, But when he takes the book, the beast or the living creatures and the four and 20 elders, the 24 elders that are on these thrones around the throne, when he takes this book into his hand, they fall on their face. Okay. They fall down before the lamb. And now now let's look at verse nine, chapter five, verse nine. And they sung a new song. A lot of times we don't realize these are songs that are being sung. That's why so many songs are written. Uh, So many praise songs come out of the book of Revelation. Why? Because the book of Revelation is a bunch of songs. That's what it is, actually. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book to open the seals thereof. But here's the key. For thou wast slain, so we know who the lamb is, but look at this next line, and hast redeemed us. Who's talking? The elders are talking, and the beast. The beast and the elders are talking, the living creatures, and the elders in context. In context these are saying, you have redeemed us to God by your blood. You have brought us back to God by your blood from where? Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Do you see that? And has made us unto our God kings and priests. Now check this out. And we shall reign on the earth. Whoa. So here's some things we learn. Out of the mouth of the elders as they fall before the Lamb and are worshiping the Lamb, they're saying, God, you're worthy to take the book because you have redeemed us to God by your blood. You were slain and you bought us back to God by your blood out of every tongue, tribe, and nation. Now, to me, this solidifies to me. The symbolism of the elders. Number one, they are a redeemed group of people that's glorified. Number two, they're out of every tongue, tribe, and nation, so it's not just Jews. Okay? Number three, and has made us to God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. If we just went back—gosh, I didn't mark (laughs) this— Uh did I make that? Remember, John says, uh, shucks. Verse 6, 1-6, six, Revelation 1-6. I didn't mark that. I didn't know think about going there. John one, 1 6, when he he's writing the letter, and he says, you know, verse 6, he says, and hath made us kings and priests unto God. What are the elders saying? You've made us kings and priests. John is seeing a vision of elders around the throne glorified mankind, glorified human beings. What is the imagery? Back here, John says, so it it seems to me that John sees, he says, us, he's writing to, who's he writing this letter to? Trivia question. Who is the letter being written to? The seven churches that represents the churches and you have made us kings and priests so now and we shall reign on the earth now i'm running out of time let, let me let me get at least three parts of this number one I started with verse 21 of chapter 3 this morning because he says, To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. So we see this vision of the throne that seems to be the throne of the Father. Why do we know that? Because chapter 5, we see the Lamb coming to... this. It's a vision. Remember, it's a vision. It's a vision declaring something to us. And the Lamb comes to the one on the throne and takes the book. So... The lion of the tribe of Judah, the lamb of God that redeemed the elders and the living creatures from the earth. Praise the Lord. So they're sitting on the throne. So now he immediately, he's he's writing to the church, you overcome, you're going to sit down. Here's the promise of the Lord. You will sit with me in my throne. And I went up to heaven and I saw a throne and there's these elders around it sitting on thrones. What's that imagery of? Another thing is that it says these, going back to chapter 5, verse 10, you have made us kings and priests. Priest tells me that 24 tells me something too. So in 1 Chronicles, and I did jot this one down, 1 Chronicles chapter 24, verse 4, we get that there are 24 courses of the priesthood. So in the Old Testament, the priests were divided up into 24 courses. So 24 becomes a symbolic number of priests who serve God. So to me, and I'm just telling you, this is why I think this. To me, these 24 elders are representatives of glorified mankind who gets to sit on thrones. Now remember, John himself is told Before Jesus is crucified, while he's still walking with Jesus, remember, I say say this quite often, but they asked Jesus, this was before the cross, they said, we have left everything and we followed you, what are we going to have? And Jesus told them, in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you're also going to sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Now John, who's writing this book, still has not passed away yet. He is still alive. He's on the Isle of Patmos and he's writing this letter, but he's still in the body and he's seeing this vision. And so in this vision, to me, it's a vision that John is going to get to sit on a throne. Those who overcome will sit on thrones. Those who overcome are priests and kings. And I believe this is what this is a representative. Let me give you two more proof texts. Golly, it's hard to get this in. I'm sorry. So number one was chapter 3, verse 21, sit with me on my throne. Number two, chapter 3, verse 5, chapter 3, verse 5, he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. Right? These 4 and 20 elders were clothed in white raiment. Another promise, he that overcomes. Church, you overcome, you're going to get white raiment. I saw 24 elders around the throne clothed in white raiment. The third, uh, uh, one more. In chapter 2, verse 10, and I will end with this one. Chapter 2, verse 10. Fear none of those things which you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. You shall be tried. You shall have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful unto you to death, I will give you a crown of life. Remember, this is a vision to share with the churches who are being persecuted that God has their back. And even, it's an encouragement, you be faithful unto death, and there's this glorified vision of elders in white clothes, the promise of the overcomer, crowns, the promise of the overcomer who are priests, The promise of the overcomer sitting on thrones who is a promise to those who overcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is the, what's the image to give to the people who hear it? Be obedient and you will be glorified. Anyway, that's my take. Let me know what you think. I'd love to read what you think. Your ideas. And I also agree if when you look at the, uh, New Jerusalem, you see the 12 tribes of Israel are the names on the gates of the city. Guess whose names are in the foundation of the city? Can you guess? The 12 apostles are in the foundation. Their names are in the foundation. The gates, the entrance, what gives entrance into the city is the 12 tribes of Israel. So hallelujah. So we see this beautiful picture of the redeemed from the earth and we just love God. For his goodness. Well, that ends for today. And I know I went way over, but you just can't talk. It's like if you break it up too much, okay, tomorrow we'll go to the thunderings and lightnings and the living creatures, hopefully. Thank you for being here. Hope to see you this Saturday. Remember Bill Cole, who is uh, still waiting to get a time for his surgery, uh, open heart surgery. Please remember him as we remember each other. Remember Sarah, who is sick this morning as well. I know she would love for you to pray for her. She'd like to get healed up quick. We've got like four services this weekend, different places we're singing. Uh, She needs to get healed quick. We need her. Yeah, we need her. So please remember her and pray for her. Lord willing, we will see you right here in the morning, 7 a.m. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. See you in the morning, Lord willing. I really want to read your comments. I really would like to know what some of you guys think or some things that you have seen over these same scriptures. So please, leave me a message. Love you guys. See you in the morning. Bye.